Yo, what's cracking? Welcome to the Homies Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another dope-ass episode, man. I'm your host, Ellis. And this week, man, we're doing shit that's a little bit different. I don't have a guest this week, but I do got my cameraman back there, my homie Diamond. I will be shooting him questions and saying shit. So if y'all hear niggas talking in the background, sound like Morgan Freeman, sound like God, it's just that nigga <laughs> talking in the background. So don't get nervous and nothing, you feel me? So, being that I don't have a guest this week, I just wanted to touch bases on and shed light on some of the shit that uh, that I wanted to talk about, get my POV on shit, not porno, just subjects, you feel me? Just subjects and topics that I wanted to talk about and shit. So, the first thing we're going to chop it up about today is this upcoming Super Bowl against the 49ers and the Chiefs. So, uh, I think it's going to be a good matchup, man. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side because they're both really good squads, man. Um they both got really good defenses. I think uh, San Fran is ranked – I think they're ranked number one this year in defense, and I think uh, Kansas City was ranked, like, number ninth or some shit. So they both got decent de- defenses. They both in the top ten and shit. But I think the difference in this game is going to be what defense makes the most motherfucking plays, which that usually is a determinative factor in any game, who can get the ball, who can get the most turnovers. And also – what defense is going to make the other quarterback uncomfortable as fuck? Who's going to make the other quarterback get outside of their game plan? And I feel like if that does happen, because, again, I'm sure in the Super Bowl, defense is going to be running all type of different blitzes and different coverage and different packages to try to confuse the shit out of people. And I personally think that Patrick Mahomes is going to be way better, way more prepared for those situations and those pressure situations than Jimmy G. Jimmy G's a dope-ass quarterback, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, the motherfucker's nice. And I, I've been fucking with him ever since he was playing with the pa- uh, playing with the Pats. Um, the Patriots, I should say. And uh, and, and shout-out to uh, uh, to the Patriots, but also to uh, Tom Brady. You ain't shit for getting that nigga traded. Like, that was a super ultra hater move right there. And I'm going to go to the owner. Fuck the hell, coach. I'm going to go to the owner. Go to Pop Pop and tell this nigga, nah, because I need, need to get this nigga the fuck up out of here. He fucking with my shit. So ever since then, I've been fucking with him. And he came over to San Fran and been eating. But I just personally think that Patrick Mahomes, as y'all can tell, like he's just a better fucking quarterback, man. So, And I just feel like he just has a better offense and he has better offensive weapons. Like this nigga has Travis Kelsey and Watkins and Hill. And they also got a good defense. So, I just think in those situations, man, I'm going to put my money on Patrick Mahomes just to come out on top of that. But I'm a defensive nigga. When I played football in high school and college, I played corner, and I love defense, and I know that defense wins championships, and I am not going to underplay San Fran's defense because I feel like these motherfuckers are about to come out hyped as a motherfucker, especially – I don't know if you guys have uh, been checking up on Twitter and niggas going back and forth, but uh, Darrell Revis, uh, future uh, Hall of Famer, has some shit to say about Richard Sherman this past week, and I thought the shit was hilarious. He basically wrote the nigga and was just like, yo, bro, uh, you need to stop fucking hiding in cover three, and you need to go out there and clamp up somebody one-on-one. He was talking about uh, the Pats game when they played them in the championship. He was just like, yeah, bro, uh, you need to start – playing cover three, you need to go out there, lock up one-on-one, you should be guarding Adams all game. So Richard responded saying, hey, nigga, I ain't got time for that shit. I got to get ready for a Super Bowl. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Which, you know, I always fuck with the energy of Richard Sherman. Like, that nigga's an asshole, and he's good at what he does. But 
I have to agree with my nigga Darrell Revis on this one. Like, Rich, you're a dope-ass corner, and you're a future Hall of Famer yourself. But I have seen it multiple times where you have been exposed. Now, I don't know the, the defensive scheme for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know. Maybe they don't need you to cover one-on-one. Maybe they need you in cover three. And obviously the shit has been working because y'all have been balling the fuck out. And if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. And definitely not trying to prove some fucking point to some nigga that ain't even playing no more. But I have seen y'all ass go in the slot. I have when you go in the slot, you kind of get exposed, my nigga. You're not, you're more of a turn and run corner. And also, too, most of your career, you've always had dope ass safeties and dope defenses around you, which makes a hell of a difference. All right, yes, nigga. If I had Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor and niggas like that behind me, and even the defense you play with now, with motherfuckers like Joey Bosa and shit getting to the ball, like, yeah, nigga, you only got to cover for two two seconds. <laughs> and that bitch coming out of there, and it's probably coming out of there weird as fuck or rushed. So that just gives you more of the advantage. I mean, even during his highlight in the Seahawks, like you said, with those safeties, he they always ran cover three. He was never a man press, so this isn't news. This yeah. is just somebody salty. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? And, and I fuck with Darrell Revis. And personally, if I had to pick a motherfucking corner of him, or Richard Sherman in their prime to have, I'm picking Darrell Revis. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I Revis Island was real, my nigga. Like, it was crazy because Darrell Revis wasn't a crazy athlete like that. Like, this nigga wasn't stupid fast. He was pretty strong for a corner, but he wasn't super tall or no no crazy, nothing to make you go like, man, he's super elite. But it's just like, he studied the fuck out of the game, and he was physical, and he had great technique. Like, in regards to opening up, baseball, turning, doing shit like that, great technique. And also, my man got a, he got a little Super Bowl ring himself. He went over to the pass and was like, nah, nigga, I clamp up this whole side of the field. Y'all do what the rest of y'all do, and I'm going to bring home this ring with y'all. So, in that situation, I fuck with Darrell Revis, and I like corners that can do everything. Like a Patrick Peterson, niggas that... I don't care if we go outside. I don't care if you go to the slot. They don't care if you go to the motherfucking bathroom, nigga. I'm going to lock your ass up all day. So those are the type of niggas I fuck with. Not saying Rich don't do that, but you don't do it as much as some of them other niggas like that. So my overall take out of this shit is that I think that the Chiefs going to get this shit. And the reason why I say that, too, is because they also got that we haven't won one yet. That first trying to get that first one, it gives you that extra, that extra oomph. Like, and we've been seeing that shit happen in all types of sports in the last few years. We saw the Cavs when they first one. We saw Toronto when they first one. We just saw the Cubs, you know, a few years ago when they first one. So, fuck it. Why can't Kansas City, you know what I mean? Why can't they win they first one too? And fuck, San Fran, y'all niggas got enough rings and shit anyway. Like, let these niggas get one. Can they, can they let them shine one time? You feel me? So that's my overall take. What you think? Do you think that who you think gonna win? Who you got you picking? Um, honestly, I think the San Fran are gonna be the the top dogs, the ones to beat in this game. Mm. But I think the Chiefs have a have a great shot. Um, the 
biggest thing that I think comes from the Chiefs, honestly, is the coach, man, Andy Reid. Like, people forget that that man is a winner, bro. Like, Andy Reid is that is is really on one. And Facts. he's coming from the NFC where he's been playing with the, against the toughest of the tough. So mm-hmm. him going to the AFC and bringing a team that you said ain't got, you know, ain't got none, ain't been, ain't been really been there for a minute, ain't been on nobody's radar. He right. went and took started with a quarterback like Alex Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like, a former Niners. You know right. what I mean? Like, he took Alex Smith and, and took that Chiefs team and really made them somebody to uh, be looking out for. So, I think ultimately with Andy Reid, because, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. That's where he came from. I think it's going to be that deciding factor on if he's on his A game or not. If him and his coaching team are on their A game, they could definitely come out and take the uh, take the Niners. But if their schemes ain't on point, the Niners is going to take it because that defense is real. And they got to do something to pressure Jimmy G. Don't mm-hmm. let that nigga sit back. Make him move. Make him make quick decisions. Don't let him sit back there and just like, oh, let me. Hell nah, he going to pick your ass apart. Make that motherfucker move and get on the run. So, gosh, our take about the shit. If you think we wrong, get in the comment box. Let us know. Let us know if we picked the wrong corner. Let us know if we picked the wrong team. And shit, let's debate about the motherfucker. You feel me? So, on to the next subject. We're going to keep it in the realm of sports and shit. We're going to talk just as quickly as this motherfucking shit happened. This goddamn McGregor and Cowboy fight. So... Let's just break down the fight. The fight was only about 30, 40 fucking seconds, which I'm sure pissed off a lot of people. So I'm just going to give y'all the quick blow-by-blow of what happened at this motherfucker. So basically, you know, McGregor does his cool walkout shit, you know, with the floppy arms. This nigga cowboy sitting there all serious-faced and shit. Boom. They come. They meet in the middle of the ring. And this is one reason why I kind of knew this shit was about to be all bad for cowboy. Because McGregor is usually a person that, which most fights you watch, boxing and even UFC, people like to kind of first round, I want to feel you out. I want to see how fast you are. I want to see what you're bringing. I kind of want to uh, uh, feel you out. McGregor wasn't with none of that shit. I feel like he knew I'm just a better fighter. I'm faster. I'm stronger. And I'm going to come out and finish this shit ASAP because we got bottles in the club and bitches we got to get to. So we don't come out and finish this nigga quick. So they come out. He starts throwing. Boom, boom, boom. And I felt like Cowboy felt that speed and that power real quick. So after the first couple punches, this nigga tries to clinch up with him. So as he does that, this nigga McGregor gives this nigga about two or three hard-ass motherfucking D's right to the chest and right to the stomach. So this motherfucker lets go. As he lets go, he throw a couple more punches. And after he throws a couple more punches, this nigga McGregor lets off a John claude Van Damme blood sport roundhouse kick to the fucking face that didn't fully land. Because if it would have landed, it probably would have killed that nigga right there. He got his arm up just in time, but it was just enough to still wobble the motherfucker. So after the kick, nigga goes back into the gate, goes back into the fence. This nigga McGregor goes and rushes him. Pop, pop, pop. Hits the nigga with a couple molly wops. Wop, wop, wop. This motherfucker hits the ground. So as he hits the ground, this nigga McGregor gets, basically straddles him kind of from the back and just starts giving this nigga all types of Donkey Kong punches to the fucking face and to the head and shit and to the body. So finally, the, the referee, the black dude, is like, I've had enough of this shit. He's going to kill this motherfucker. Let's get this man off of him. And he stopped the fight. 
So I'm sorry for all y'all out there that paid y'all, you know, y'all 40, 50, 60 dollars, however much shit costs. I didn't pay for the motherfucker, so I'm not mad at all. But if y'all that did, he hit y'all with that Mike Tyson in the 80s and 90s shit before y'all niggas can even get y'all motherfucking popcorn done. The shit was over. Like, so hey man, I for all y'all that paid for the shit, I'm sorry. And also too, what do you think, man? Like with his upcoming fights, do you think uh you think McGregor's gonna be that guy again to be beat, or do you think he's gonna step in the ring with somebody else like Khalib or somebody? They gonna beat the shit out of him. What do you think, real quick? I mean, it really we didn't um, we didn't really get to see much off that his comeback fight, and right. and the thing about Cowboy is that what people don't gotta understand is that Cowboy is a monster, man. This man fights more than anybody else, so Facts. he probably just needed a break, and it was just a bad night. If you catch Cowboy on another day. He might actually take McGregor out, like mm-hmm. if he shows up the way he did for a couple of his other fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the big thing is, uh, the big thing is just that McGregor, like uh, he only really gets to showcase his skills when he's going against a like a real high caliber type of fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if he goes against like somebody like Masvidal, who mm-hmm who could take a hit and come from that and who's really about that grind life that mm-hmm. they going to stand with you and y'all going to try and knock each other the fuck out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I ain't trying to wrestle with you or nothing. We're both going to lead this bitch You know bloody. what I mean? Yeah, yeah we're about to lead this ring, uh, this cage where somebody blessed the mat. Mm-hmm. So if he fight like a Masvidal, um, that's, that's going to really show us, like, all right, man, he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it come to Khabib, Khabib mauled him so bad, bro. Like he gotta prove himself before he can get that rematch. That nigga's, that nigga's like a spider, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, he he no manhandled him, and Khabib wrestled bears as a kid, mm. so you know it showed. Like mm. he he bear hugged the shit out that man. Mm. But if he got to he gonna have to beat somebody like Masvidal to show that. All right, I'm ready for that rematch because mm. honestly, Khabib is Khabib is a monster. Masvidal has been taking his money fights and he's a beast too but he hasn't uh taken that title shot because if it comes down to like Khabib and Masvidal then nigga that's a that's a super fight right there I love Khabib's energy too nigga. yeah he be talking shit at the press conferences like I watch that shit more than damn near I watch the fucking fight like this nigga mm-hmm. is about to say some hilarious shit you don't mm-hmm. give a fuck and I like again as a fighter I like that type of fucking energy bro and yeah like I I, I 100% agree with you on that shit like I feel like he tried to, oh, yeah, I'm ready. See, I just, and get back in there with that motherfucker. He going to fuck around, do y'all ass dirt again. So you you to make sure your ass is ready this time, McGregor. It's going to be a problem. Hell, yeah. Um, so, again, we're going to keep it still on the sports subject. So we're going on. We're going to move. I was going to talk about North Carolina hoops, but we fucking ass cheeks this year. Roy Williams and those players, get y'all fucking life together, man. We ain't even top 25 right now, so we ain't even going to talk about you niggas. So we're just going to next that shit, and we're going to move on to these fucking Lakers right now. Let's talk about these because these niggas is doing really good right now. We number one in the West right now. You know, even though we just took an L the other night to fucking the whack-ass fucking 76ers. But, you know, we still number one in the West. We number two in the league behind the Bucks. The Bucks out here just beating the shit out of everybody. And Giannis on his grown man shit. Um, it's looking like right now we're a little bit more than halfway through the season. And um, the way the playoffs and shit is looking like it might end up. We could end up probably playing the Spurs. We could maybe, you know, if Portland get their shit right, we might end up playing somebody like that first round. Um, because I still think we're going to finish number one at the season because I feel like 
you know, a lot of teams are going to start doing that load management shit, even though I think we're going to kind of do that shit too. Kind of around the end of the season, I think we're going to be sitting AD and LeBron and shit like that. But hopefully when we do start doing that, we know that we're going to have number one clinch the fuck up before we start doing that. And if we do, I hope we get the Spurs. And the reason why I hope that is because the Spurs are a good fucking team. And, of course, Greg Popovich, to me, is the best coach in the NBA. And usually I would say I don't want to see these motherfuckers in the playoffs ever. But being that they are in a good system, you still can't change players' games. And DeMar DeRozan, I'm sorry to say, he does not want any smoke when it comes to that nigga LeBron James. LeBron is his fucking kryptonite. And every time they play, this nigga LeBron embarrasses the shit out of him. And I think that would be the same scenario this time. And also, I feel like we just big as fucking side. So people won't be able to fuck with us like that. Like, we got Dwight Howard as, like, our third option coming off the bench. So we just going to no homo rape y'all niggas inside. And we're going to have, like, fucking 70, 80 points in the paint type shit. And I just don't think they have any type of personnel that can just guard us inside. And don't let us fuck around and get Boogie back. Boogie, man. Get better, man. Recover. Get back on the floor, man. I want to see y'all out hooping and balling. Getting back to what you used to do. We don't even need the nigga at 100%. We just need you at about like 70, 80%. We need you to play a few minutes, go in there, be able to give you the ball, let you get your bucket and protect the rim just for a few minutes, my nigga. Just to throw off their game plan. Because they ain't been able to see no game film on you. They don't know how we going to use you. So that just might fuck somebody up. And that would be a good surprise for the playoffs. You feel me? But really, let's be real. Only fucking team I'm worrying about this year is them whole ass Clippers. Them niggas that use our motherfucking arena. <laughs> These niggas that have no rings and are so disrespectful. And... The reason why I talk shit is because I know these niggas are actually good and they actually got players that I fucking like and I hate that shit because they got a Clippers jersey. I'm like, I always fucked with Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Williams. I fuck with these players. But I'm also Laker gang or don't bang. So fuck them niggas for right now, at least until y'all trade or go to another team. But until then, fuck y'all, bro. Like, I can see us matching up with them in the Western Conference Finals. And if we do, I'm I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. I don't I don't know how this shit going this shit gonna work out. You feel me? Because the only person I'm really worried about is AD. People are like, oh, LeBron is the most important player. LeBron is not the most important player on the fucking team. Let's be clear. This nigga Anthony Davis leads the team in all stats, points, rebounds. Only thing he doesn't lead the team in is fucking assists. LeBron does. And guess where those assists come from? Throwing AD motherfucking lobs all goddamn game. So, yes, AD leads the team in points, blocks, steals, rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, all those fucking stats. So, I would like to think that he's the most important player on the team. But I'm worried about AD because I don't know how this nigga is going to perform during crunch time. He's never been on a squad where winning was expected since, since basically he was back in college. So, this is going to be different to see that dynamic and when the game gets slowed down, when the game gets a little bit more physical, how is he going to respond? Because he gets buckets. We all know that. We know he's a great player. But how great are you when it comes to playoffs and comes to no crunch times? Because we know what Kawhi do. 
we we see him with Lou Williams. We see what Paul George do in crunch times and playoff mode, but we don't know what this nigga gonna do. So that makes me makes me real nervous. So hopefully, you know, AD balls the fuck out, and hopefully AD understands that this is an audition, my nigga, for the future. Because when LeBron get his hairline, no hairline having ass the fuck up out of here. We're going to have to get somebody else new in this motherfucker. And if you ball the fuck out, you do get in shit. Let's say we fuck around and win a championship. It's going to be mad easy to recruit players now to come after LeBron retires. But if you play like ass, you play scary, yeah, it's going to be hard to get a nigga to come fuck with you on your squad like that. So hopefully AD understands that and understands he's not just playing for right now. He's playing for the future as well. And hopefully we be able to – Come out this year with a win, man. Who who do you think uh, gonna win the the title this year? You who you got? No, I mean you pretty much hit it hit the head on the nail there. Um, but what I'm nervous because they built a great team around LeBron and what he really needed was AD. Mm-hmm. Um, and having AD is is the key. And a lot of people, you know, forget that this there's no big man in this league like that no more. So mm-hmm. if you took the best one, put him against the best. You know, uh, shooting forward, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's strong in itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but honestly, besides uh, besides the Clippers, because you know King Kawhi, uh, besides the Clippers and the uh, the Bucks, I don't really see any anybody else really being that dominant. the The dynamic of the NBA has changed a lot in the last couple of years. Once everybody started doing the super teams and the big threes and mm-hmm. shit like that. Uh, so it's really kind of water trickled off a lot of these scrub teams. And they're not even scrubs. It's just, I mean, you need you need big stars. If you ain't got stars, then you scrub it out. <laughs> you got to have talent to win, man. If you ain't got the talent, you can have all the greatest coaching in the world. If your ass ain't got talent, like the Warriors, clear example, they got a great coach, and those players play hard as a motherfucker every night. I watch the Warriors games, but, hey, man, y'all niggas ain't got no talent. So y'all can keep taking L's every yeah. time. And this is LeBron's. This is LeBron's um, big season to to show everybody that I could do it in the West. Because mm-hmm. that was his. That's been his whole career. Is I think you scared of the East. You want to keep switching up. I mean, you scared of the West. You want to keep switching up teams, but you stand in the East. Come mm-hmm. where the big boys play. Right. So you know he took he took an L that first year. Mm-hmm. He took an L that first season in the West and was like, all right, I gotta get a squad because this shit is real out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deep they, out here, nigga. You know like what I mean, so they made those they made those changes and now they making that run for it. So LeBron, he's he's playing with a chip on his shoulder this season because they are in the playoffs and he's doing so well because he he's in his eyes like in his back of his mind he gotta win one in the west and he and you're right lebron you do because if you don't niggas like me are going to poo poo all over you nigga so get your game right and get ready for these playoffs and let's let's get to go get that shit baby you already know you already know so we're going to switch topics a little bit, and we're going to go into some shit that, uh, you know, some people don't like talking about. You know, I always hear motherfuckers being like, I don't like talking about politics. It's it's just, I don't like it. And I'm like, that's y'all motherfuckers' problem. Like, y'all don't ever talk about the shit that affects your motherfucking life every day. Like, I don't like politics because I feel like I understand the overall meaning. And, no, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. And, you know, we're going to give y'all motherfuckers the the illusion to make you think that you're important and that your vote counts. And it really doesn't. Presidents are 
elect, are selected, not elected. You feel me? And we all understand that. But I just wanted to touch on this impeachment trial because I just think this shit is fucking hilarious. And I just wanted to talk about it. So if y'all haven't been following the motherfucking impeachment trial and shit, basically this nigga's getting impeached for abusing his power. Fucking, oh my God, that's such a surprise. And obstructing Congress. So basically this nigga held up $400 million in military aid to the Ukraine uh, until the nigga, to President Zelensky um, basically found dirt for this nigga on Joe Biden, which is weird to me because, again, definitely not a motherfucking Trump supporter, not a Biden supporter either. Just looking at this from the outside in, it's like, Trump, why did you need help? Like, Biden, you're going to wash him in the polls. Like, why do you need to get all this illegal shit and dirt on this nigga that you're probably going to wash anyway? So that shit made it just, that was just weird. Like, that's the thing that you're going to do? Like, that's how you're going to abuse your power for some shit that you don't even really need to do anyway? And also, too, it's just funny as shit to me how he used and picked that president. Because if y'all know anything about the Ukrainian president, this motherfucker is only like 40-something years old. So talking to Trump must be like talking to his fucking dad since Trump is like 73. So this nigga's like probably like damn near close to like 30 years older than this nigga. Second, this motherfucker used to be a comedian, actor, and screenwriter and shit. Basically on some Ronald Reagan Trump shit too. Basically of his country. So this nigga was a celebrity turned president. So I think Trump looked at that as like, hell yeah, nigga, I can manipulate this nigga. Like, this nigga young as fuck, and they don't, this, he's the sixth president of the country. So he's like, yeah, this nigga gonna give me what I need, or I'm gonna keep this aid and say fuck his little shit kick country. That's what's gonna happen. And with doing all that, the niggas got caught, which makes me laugh even more, because it's like, y'all niggas about to go do all this illegal shit, and y'all niggas didn't think to cover it up at all, or hey man, like... Let's make sure, let's all get our lie together. You feel me? Get all your peoples in your cabinet and be like, all right, I'm about to do some fuck shit. So I just want to make sure we all on the same page before I do this fuck shit. This nigga was just like, nah, I'm just going to go out here and do it. And I don't give a fuck. And it's fucking hilarious that you... They've been you. You're doing shit that make you look guilty. First of all, they're asking for fucking documents that you just been hiding for fucking months and ain't releasing. The niggas had to subpoena you to get the shit. That already tells me that your ass guilty. Cause that's just like your bitch, right? I'm sure all guys went through this. I'm sure that your girl has asked you for your phone once or twice before. Let me see your passcode. Let me see your phone. Now, if you're a type of nigga that you don't do anything or you know you ain't got nothing on your phone. What you gonna do? You gonna give her the phone and you gonna dance, nigga. You're like, yeah, bitch. Go ahead, go through that. Go through oh, you don't see nothing, huh? You feel molded now, huh? You feel stupid, huh? Yeah, yeah, bitch. Yeah, he should have did that. Hey, nigga, release the shit. Let these niggas see if you innocent, if it's a perfect conversation, the way you've been fucking saying, release the information, my nigga. Let them see it. Let's get this shit over with. But no, nigga, you trying to hide shit. You trying to get rid of shit, trying to delete shit. Now you look guilty as fuck, and now they moving this shit over to the Senate. Now, again, me personally, I don't think the nigga's really going to get impeached. It's too many musty whites in the Senate that fuck with this nigga. That's probably going to be like, nah, because you need about, what, 67 out of 100, like 67, 68 votes or whatever. You need two-thirds majority vote 
to get the motherfucker out. And I feel like it's going to be really hard to get 67 votes to get this nigga out of office. And I also think if he doesn't get impeached, he has a very, very good fucking chance of winning in 2020. I'm sorry. I know that fucking bums niggas out and people don't want to hear that. But I don't see a Democratic candidate that is going to give him a run for his money like that. Like, he, people for some reason love the outrageous shit that he's doing. And again, let's be clear, it's usually the musty whites that like what he's doing. They like seeing the president get on Twitter and talk all types of shit like he's 14 years old. For some reason, that shit amuses people. I think this shit is fucking stupid. But hey, 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 man. That's y'all president, man. And for all the people out there, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Latino, Asian, whatever the fuck, just know this. If you are going to go vote for this nigga, just know, don't no 73-year-old white billionaire give a fuck about poor people of any color or of any race. Yes, rich white people talk shit about poor people all the fucking poor white people all the fucking time too so again that shit is just weird to me so i i I don't understand people i i really just don't understand and i hope y'all want to get some type of different change i hope y'all come out this upcoming year in the the ballot box and y'all vote and y'all get the person in there i don't know if y'all want old ass bernie y'all want elizabeth warren i don't know who the fuck y'all want but vote somebody that hopefully can help this country and help us move forward in a positive way man that's all i care about man so we're gonna be getting up out of here pretty soon we're gonna switch to this last subject i'm sorry man i can't leave on no fucked up subject like trump i'm sorry i can't leave y'all with that shit so This last subject we're going to talk about is hopefully something that can help you for the future. It's something that can help you with short term and long term. And something that I've been currently working with and been fucking with for the last few months, and that's stocks. And I think it's just a good way for passive income because, shit, if you listen to this podcast, you probably need some extra money, man. Like, if if you didn't, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You'd probably be out getting some motherfucking money. You're doing some rich people shit. So I'm sure you need some passive income. I need some motherfucking passive income. That's why I'm doing this shit. And this is some of my reasons why you should fuck with stocks. First off, it's... Easy and accessible nowadays. You got apps like Robinhood where you don't need a stockbroker. You don't have to go in. You don't need a shit ton of money or none of that to start. Um, So I think that's a really good start. You can do the shit basically from your home. Second, you don't need a lot of money to do it. It's not like real estate or other ventures that you need. You don't need a lot of money, man. You could There's shares out there at cents, 68 cents, 70 cents, few dollars, three, four, five dollars a share. Right now, Ford Motors, $9 a share. Like, GoPro, $4 a share is not expensive. You know what I mean? So that's one of my things that I like about it. You don't need a lot of money because, again, I don't have a lot of extra passive income. So a little bit I do, something I want to be able to put into something to where it can make me some money for the near future or for the far future. So I feel like in this dope that, it's also something that you can pass on to kids, other family members, and shit, even friends. Y'all motherfuckers out here buying your girls, you know, these fucking bags, and you're buying shoes and all this shit. Buy your bitch some stocks. I know Kanye's a weird-ass nigga, and he do a lot of weird shit, but that was some of the dopest shit that he did. He bought Kim a grip of stocks. 
guess what, bitch? Whether we break up or not, that's in your name. You That's always going to grow. It's something that you can make hella money off of and get you rich for later. To me, that's way doper of a gift than some fucking bag or some shoes or some shit that I'm going to fuck up probably within a couple months anyway. So always think of that. And also for people to have kids, man, like every birthday, you should be buying your kids some stocks, man. Something that when they turn 18, 21, or wherever your fucking badass kids, you feel like are mature enough to handle that shit, you can slide that over to them. So, yeah, just something just to think for for the future. And, um... And being that now, too, that they have, like, Robinhood, for example, they have things where you can buy fractional shares. And that's like, let's say you want to buy a share of Apple, but you only got $15. Well, what you could do is you could buy a fraction of that share, and you still own a little piece of Apple or whatever company that you decide to invest in. So, to me, is is dope as fuck. And, and I just think that it's just one of those things where people, at least from the people I hang around with, the people I know, like, I'm poor. I don't know if y'all, I ain't going to sit here and faint and fun like, yeah, nigga, I'm rich and I got it. No, nigga, I'm poor <laughs> from from the overall standards. Like, yes. So I'm looking at things that like, yeah, man, how could I, how could I make a little extra money or how something that can turn into something big for me? Like, for example, 2010, Tesla came on the market at $17 a share. That's not a lot. $17. So if you bought 100 shares, let's say you had $1,700. I know somebody's like, man, that's a lot of money. Nigga, I'm sure you spent in a year more than $1,700 on eating out, doing stupid shit, buying weed, whatever the fuck. I'm sure you did. That $1,700 today would be worth over, I don't know, about $57,000 today in a 10-year span. That's a crazy motherfucking increase, bruh. So, again, and that shit happens more than people understand or know. That shit happens a lot. People act like, oh, man, those are once-in-a-lifetime unicorn. Oh, man, businesses are popping up like that all the time where y'all can make money. And, again, these are things that, again, that can make you this extra income and depend on what type of investor you want to be. Some, if you want to be, have dividend stocks where you get paid quarterly and you get paid out, you can have that. If you want stocks where you just want it to hold on to and then grow for the next 15, 20 years, you can do that too. It's all on what type of investor you want to be. And again, there's great materials and great things out there where you can read and learn upon these things like the Wall Street Journal, Investopedia.com, uh, Motley Fool. There's books like uh, Stock Investing for Dummies, The Intelligent Investor. These are all really good books and good sources where you can learn and hone in on these skills and get better at doing this shit. Because, again, man, I'm not trying to leave this world poor, and I'm sure y'all ain't either. And you want to, if you do have kids or you got loved ones, you want to leave something more than this is fucking debt, man. So this is something that's good to get in. And I want to also share a stock. Every week or every couple episodes, I want to give y'all a share or a stock that I feel like could possibly work. But before I do this, I want to give a disclaimer to you motherfuckers. I'm not an expert. I just started doing this shit. Do your own motherfucking research. Please don't get in my comment box like, nigga, I spent my whole check on some shit you told me to get. Now I'm broke. Bitch, that's your fault. I'm not an expert. Do the research yourself and make sure it's something that you like and also invest in shit that you 
are you believe in and something that you've been following and you have a a concept of that's why my first shares that i bought was in this company called afria it's a it's a marijuana a medical marijuana company that's based out of canada and right now they're at about five dollars or so a share i bought them at four dollars and fifty cents a share and they've already they're already paying me out already they're already increasing my value already so in the next five to 10 years, when y'all start seeing marijuana get bigger and bigger, and as it starts rolling out more here in the United States, I think that stock is going to grow tremendously. So again, don't take my motherfucking word for it. Do your own research and let me know what y'all think and get back at me. Let me know how y'all feel about it. And uh, so we got to get up out of here soon. And uh, again, I just want to thank y'all again for tuning into the Homies Podcast, man. And I hope this last section, y'all can take something out of it. If y'all know something I don't know either, hit me up. Get in my comment box. If I'm wrong or y'all know these companies that can help out and help us grow and get rich, let me know, man. I'm just trying to spread that wealth out. So, again, man, y'all go hit that subscribe button. Y'all hit it on fucking YouTube, on iTunes, on Spotify. And please tell your peoples, tell everybody you know to tune in and fuck with us because we're going to keep getting better and better. And there's shows that are going to keep getting doper and doper. And I appreciate and love all you motherfuckers out there. Thank you so much. So love y'all. Stay safe. And like my nigga Beast Mode said, make sure you're taking care of your chicken. You feel me? So I love y'all, man. So I'll holler back at y'all next week. Before I get out of here, Diamond, man, anything else you want to say to the people? You want to hit them with anything? Nah, man, everybody just make sure y'all stay safe. Everybody stay smart out there. You know, we trying to live smarter, not harder. Um, any video needs, any videographer needs, you may need weddings, anything else like that. Just hit your boy on his email at flawlessavproductions right. at gmail.com. Right. I'll be more than happy to get you taken care of. Already. You already know. This is the spot, man. So I love y'all again. Thank you for tuning into the Homies Podcast. See y'all again next week. Peace.